Just say hi to thy neighbor. Hi, Lua. Amen. This, this one. This greeting. See, I'm happy to see you. Glad to see your face. <laughs> Amen. It's good to see to see us again. I mean, we appreciate our beautiful faces here. And, you know, thank 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 God for for His mercy and His, his kindness. Um. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm happy to see our faces and uh, I'm happy to see you know, Jenny and uh, Jehovah. Woo, woo, woo! Happy woo, to see woo. You. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. 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 No, we, are, we are honored. Yes, sir. For you. <laughs> we are honored. No. To be in your presence, for you to be here, like we are so honored to have you amongst us. Thank you so much. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I don't. I just, you know, honestly, I just you know, honored here. We are, I'm happy to see you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and we thank our. Uh, brethren from St. Anne's and and you know it's getting there very soon. We'll start calling you know Kevin, Kevin Keys. Yes, so we are getting there small, small, and gradually. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. 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 So I just appreciate uh, him for helping us with the the keyboard. <clears throat> no, sad. Child, uh, it added fragrance to to, to, the, to the worship. So we thank God for that. No, we thank God for what we have, and uh, I'd like to appreciate you, my darling wife, for for helping us to to worship the Lord and bringing our hearts before the Lord. Amen. Is that why in trouble today? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it's time for the word. So we're going to the word. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just uh, checking my heart tonight regarding. Um, 
the direction somehow I'm still you know, looking towards going in in Matthew but you never know you never know amen thank you our father I think I've prayed before but I think I should pray again Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, as we go into the word this night, we ask for, for help and direction. We ask, Father, Mahat Fini Mahalimi, Helmahan Sufi, Homiatafini Hal Simaka, O Mahal Fisimaka, Helmahan Sufi. Emiata win Simaka Elno Om Sophine Elda Emahana Hotofine Kamakaya Tafina Makaya Tamina Katakai Makatakai Masuta Makatakai Makatakai Em Sukai Kai Masakai Emianto Umprianto Om Paharanato Emito Omi Emi Ha Omi Home, 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 Helma Sophie Makai Nakai 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 Masa Nakai Heliminava Halmesufinaka Enter Enter Emisata Enter Kamina Henta Enter Mitota Ima 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 Emma, 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 receiving you on to myself and harvesting you I'm 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 maturing I'm maturing you I'm I'm maturing you I'm maturing I'm maturing soul your soul even your soul I'm maturing your soul I am I am maturing your soul I'm I am maturing your soul I'm I'm making your soul I am making your soul come up out of the earth, out of the earth. Um, I, am, I, am, I am cultivating your soul out of the earth, out of the earth. 
out of the earth, even into entrances, even entrances, even passages, even into my kingdom, even to my kingdom. I am I'm, I'm, I'm raising you even from this low estate, even to a heavenly estate. I am bringing you on the path of righteousness. I am leading you into abundant life, into abundant life, into abundant life. I'm receiving you unto myself. I am receiving you unto myself. I am calling you home. I'm calling you home. I'm bringing you home. I'm bringing you home. For you see, this is where your, 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 even your life, your life lives. Even where your life is. Mm. This is where your life is. This is where your life is. This is your home. This is your home. For I am speaking to you in heart. I am telling you, this is your home. This is your home. This is, this is your natural home. This is where you were built, you were built for. This is what you were built for. This is what you were made for. This is the purpose for your life. This is the purpose for your destiny. So I am bringing you home. I have brought you home. So stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. to find. Find home. Home to find. Find. Beautiful home. Beautiful home. Home. Beautiful. Beauty home. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Home. It's home. Beautiful home, home to beauty, home to find, home to find, beauty, to beautiful home, home is fine, home is Beautifying your being, I'm beautifying your being. I, I am beautifying your being. Even I am making you fit for a beautiful home, making you fit for a beautiful home. I am making you fit for a beautiful home, 
we we on the faith we all we on we all I'm reordering you. Amen. I'm reordering you. Amen. I am b- b- putting the putting the beauty. I am yes. beauty, b- beauty, yes. beauty yes. on the your soul. Where you lost yes. your soul for for for, for, the, for for this beauty. Beauty have you not seen? Beauty have you not heard? For you will begin to see beauty, beauty in the souls of men. Even as the world excel, as the world, world, as the world, as the world excel, as the world grow mightily in the hearts of men, men will become beautiful. I am beautifying your estate. I am beautifying your souls. I am making you beautiful. I am adding. I am adding. I am adding. And I am adding and I am removing evil things, evil natures, evil statues, things that have withstand me, that can withstand my life, things that had withstood my life, things that had withstood my life. I am taking out, for I am bringing a new wine. I'm bringing a new wine. I'm bringing a new wine and a new spirit and a new man. A new man we appear. A new man we appear. A new man we appear. A beautiful man we appear. A beautiful man we appear. I am making a beautiful man. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. <coughs> we worship you. Lord, as we go into the world, we ask for mercy to be able to speak your mind concerning the things you have said to us. Give you all the praise. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. Give you all the praise. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we open up to the book of John chapter 14? Uh, Praise the Lord. It's good to it's good to just follow. I was going to start from Matthew before, but uh, it's like it's like uh, maybe this is where they wanted us to start from. Amen. It's the Lord. <coughs> and sometimes when I look at, at scripture. You may know the scripture, but you don't know what they want you to, to say out of it. Say, oh, you born human time. So I read from verse 1. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. 
So let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe also in me. Praise the Lord. It says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. <clears throat> and whither I go, that's a bit loud. Whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? He said unto him, I am the way, the truth. And alive, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'll go back to verse 1. Say, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll try my best to end early. When I mean when I say end early, I mean around let's say nine thirty or earlier. Okay. So let's let's hope that uh, huh? let's hope we're able to make it. Amen. But if not, we'll see how we can quickly but I'm trusting God that God will grant us speed. 
Amen. In a, in a way, there is the message, and in a way, it's almost like uh, we have to build the message, and I'm just uh, trusting God. Amen. Amen. So, one thing that um, is clear is that the Lord has been talking concerning his kingdom, right? He's been speaking things concerning his kingdom. And I believe the kingdom of God is one of the most misunderstood, I don't want to call it concept in Christianity, right? Which, and almost, if you check, if you check uh, what we have, that has been preached concerning the kingdom, you wouldn't see too much that talks specifically about the kingdom of God. Right? What we have are things that talk concerning the natural. Right? So when we have kingdom message, you will have the kingdom message being taught concerning earthly things. Right, so, we want to talk about the dominion of God, the kingdom, and each time we talk about the kingdom of God, there's also the dominion of God that we talk about. So, because when you have a kingdom, right, you really talk about the dominion. Right? So, the king and the dominion of the king. Right? So we're talking about what the kingdom of God is really about, right? And in Christianity, uh, or as Christians, the kingdom of God is key and important to every believer, right? And it's what every believer must understand as it is, and must set their heart towards. Why? Because why are we, if we are a Christian, why are we a Christian? What are we going for? Right? Um, if all that Christianity is about is concerning natural things, blessings in the natural, without no spiritual blessing, honestly, but as well, just go and sit down and be clapping and what else uh, we can even be I don't know I don't want to say we should go and be 80s but you know don't be an 80s too but you know we might as well just go and sit down and clap our hands and meditate like you know what is yoga people and Buddhists you know I don't just do that well because really there is there is there is nothing right because all those all, if it's about earthly there's all those other things promise that too Right, especially I think there's one. I don't know. This thing is so funny that they even advertise it on Facebook. Is it Facebook or YouTube? That there's a there's a necklace. Is it no? It's a hand 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 band. It's a wristband, and they say it's from China. So there's some kinds of. You know, there's it's not inscription really, but I think maybe it's inscription. Shall but you have like maybe tiger and you, they shall have their god the way they. They set it up so they now say if you combine the the thing in the bead, so each bead we have have something, 
that all you have to do is just keep wearing the beads, that wealth will naturally come to you. So they should have just said, okay, if you're a Nigerian man or an African man, you just this is jazz. Just say, just say, just tell me, come and collect this jazz, pay for it, and then so pretty much money. Sorry, two and now because it don't kill anybody. It's money. Maybe maybe it's a ritual, but maybe you maybe you have to sell your soul. You don't know, right? So they will just tell you. I was I, the guy wore suits and I, I was like, see, you know, just these beads, you know. There's a way if you align, if you align something, you can combine these two things. This God is the God of something. This one is the God of. If you align it, you don't need to do anything. You wake up, you know, you just be in wealth and all those. Things. I saw it and I'm like, I'm like. I don't want to be wealthiest now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They may, they may be. I said, ah, and the guy, you know, dress well, look nice. I'm like, ah. It has come to this that they are not even advertising jazz. Yeah. I mean, and I was not too surprised because it's not Nigeria. If it's Nigeria, they won't do that, mm. right? Because everybody knows that jazz now is a bad thing. So, but you know, even in different different areas, you know, there's a way they do it. But this one wore suit. Tell you, say, come on, come on, wear this handband, and you know. And again, if that's what God has to give, and all that God has to give, then we might as well just go to other things. Right? So the Lord has been speaking concerning um, the kingdom and what how important it is for believers to understand the kingdom of God. Why? Because what everybody is called to as believers, you get born again, the Lord you know, would walk with you, give you his spirit. You, know, you can walk with his spirit, right? It can begin to attend to your things, right? But all that is 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 just the it's like when you give it to a ah maybe is it a baby? If you give it to a new baby, that's the way you care, you know, it's not for but as they grow, you know, some some privilege starts to fall off and disappear. Now, especially the privilege of of not disciplining them, you know. I said, brand new baby, you're like, ah, let me not discipline this baby. Of course, but, you know, there's a way to try. Every baby needs their own. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a way you have to measure. Measure it up. <laughs> so, right from when they are small, when they are born, <laughs> start molding them. <laughs> so, there's that. The same way, when we get born again, so the Lord can start um, you know, walking with us and uh, start you know, giving us things, taking care of our need, and you can start, uh, what else? You can start you know, working with us, change our diaper, you know, we don't even, you know, give us you know, breast milk, all exclusive. Uh, exclusive, exclusive breast milk. No formula. God does not give formula. It's pure milk. Exclusive. And one thing, and know what that means is that anytime we are hungry, maybe we are looking for God, we are trying to get to God, there is 
just to do and go with the ah baby's crying less is baby hungry okay breast milk you know just give it and what I'm saying it translates to things in the natural right of course uh, we don't we don't see ourselves as babies right imagine you know before we can even realize that we are born again right what we what we see or I said before somebody can really conceptualize being born again they'll get to like let's say seven or eight nine ten eleven twelve right okay so but most of the time I mean there are many that will get born again at seven or eight but most of the time there are some that they will have to wait till 18 16 you know teenagers before they get born again and all that and as a teenager we're not a baby that drink milk right so we don't even consider ourselves as babies in the spirit right but honestly we are spiritual babies well even if i'm 50 and i get born again today i'm just i'm a baby my natural age means nothing i'm a baby i mean of course because I'm matured in the natural. Maybe I can have some sense of maturity in, you know, maybe uh, in my, let's say, natural walk, right? Maybe in my career, in my uh, relationship with people, right? I might have some level of development there based on how I've interact with my environment right but I can grow but when I check in the spirit I'm a baby because I just got born again so and as a baby that's what that's the way we deal with God and God walks with us right praise the Lord God walks with us and he ensures that when our diaper is wet, it changes it, right? Anything we need, God gives it, right? I, don't, I need money, Lord, God will supply. I need, I need this, Lord, God will supply. Lord, I just want you to prosper me, you know, in a measure, you will do that. Um, but one thing that the Lord can't do, right, for such, is that the Lord can't hand over a kingdom yeah. to such. Right? Yes, sir. It's like it's like let's say you are you as maybe you are, you are you are a business mogul and you have you have an estate, you have an empire, and then you give that to a baby and immediately hand over the running to a baby. Yeah, yeah, take now, you're gonna run this company and let's see. Wow. As a baby, we all know what's going to happen. Right? That empire will crash. Why? Because it is not the baby that will run the empire. It is people there that are that are already greedy. What they say, ah, baby, well, what does this one know? Embezzle first, embezzle like hundred million, and then baby, baby won't know anything. <laughs> if they ask, if they ask question, they be like, the baby, the baby ate it, and the baby can't defend itself, right? The baby doesn't can't talk. Does not do anything. Cannot can even, you know, defend themselves. So the same way you can't hand over uh, a kingdom 
to a baby. So what that means is that no matter, no matter what, right, the Lord, God can't give his kingdom to a baby. Right? So I guess that in a way would help us understand as Christians, but the way we know we love God, and love God loves us too. But you know what we say? Oh, he has translated us from the kingdom of his uh, darkness to his light, from the kingdom of darkness to light. <laughs> so by default, we believe we're in the kingdom of God. Right? So, and as a result, we are okay with that. But the truth of the matter is that we are not. And the truth of the matter is that we are not in the kingdom. Anybody that is born again is God's child or is God's baby. But they are not all in the kingdom. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we, can let him, we can let him play small there. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. No, now, now that we have a plenty picking now, it's like it's like it's like they own the place until until we can find a place for them. <laughs> eh? God will help us. <laughs> I mean, we can lock, we can lock them up, have we? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, why am I saying this? I think where my thought, yeah, where my thought is coming from is more concerning what Jesus is saying here. That let not your heart be troubled. Be, ye believe in God, believe also in me. Right? In my father's house, there are many mansions. Is when also I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen? Amen. And the thing about this is that we've quickly summarized this scripture to the Lord coming in the end. Right? What we call the second coming of Jesus where he will come and then everybody will be raptured. Right? This is what we know concerning that uh, scripture. Right? And, of course, there's going to be the coming of Jesus. That's, that's for sure. The second coming of the Lord. But this is not necessarily referring to the second coming. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. It's like he knows that voice. <laughs> and it's like, let me, let me quickly run. Let me arrange. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Lord, help us tonight. Amen. So, it says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Yea, believe in God. Believe also in me. Right? So, the, asp- the, the issue of the kingdom Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I mean, they can share. I mean, there's another one. You can give another one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that, you know, we'll not use the whole of today to, to be dealing with babies. Amen. And I'm, I'm hoping I can raise quickly. Amen. So, it says, let not your heart be troubled. G or ye. Is it ye or ye? Ye. <laughs> Believe in God. Believe also in me. Amen. So, Jesus uh, was talking about where he's going, right? And he said he is going to a place. I see, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Right? So he said, I will come again and then I will receive you unto myself. Now, that coming again uh, is, like I said, is not just the rapture. There will be rapture, but before then, Jesus will be coming. There are other comings of Jesus, and that coming of Jesus is to the souls of men. So Jesus will come into souls, into men. Now, there was a, I think there was a, I think it was a Kenneth Hagin, right, when he was still alive, before, I think it was to the mother, when she was pregnant, the Lord appeared to her and was explaining that that child, who was Hagin, will help bring me the second time. Right? It will help bring me again. Right? Now, that it will help bring me again. If you wonder, ah, what does that mean? It will help bring me. Ah, what's that? Is it one man will bring who ah, what do you mean? Yes, how? It's by doctrine and by teaching. Right? So, how Jesus will come is by doctrine. Jesus had to come by doctrine in men because they will install the doctrine in men. Right? Now we have Hebrews chapter 6 that tells us living again the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Right? Let us move on to perfection. And that perfection that we're moving on to is the doctrine of Christ. Right? Because in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 they were talking about therefore living the first principles of the doctrine. So, 
meaning they are saying that what we are teaching are principles of the doctrine, right? Not the doctrine itself. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine. Now, they told us what those principles are, right? Which is the doctrine of, uh, let me see if I can read it because I don't want to, I know most of it, but let me read it word for word. For word. So it says, Hebrews 6, it says, therefore, living the principle of the doctrine of Christ, so move on to perfection. Now, the doctrine of Christ is the doctrine of perfection, right? As they've explained to us, living the principles of the doctrine, let us move on to perfection, meaning that let us move on to the doctrine of Christ itself. Now, let's move on to it, right? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Now, even if we don't understand all of them, there are two that I will say we understand well. Doctrine of baptism, that one we understand one. Then we also understand, okay, even if we don't understand baptism, okay, let let me put baptism to number three. The first two that they mentioned, repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God, those two, most believers know this one, right? Now, check what every believer's life is centered around is those two. Most these days, just these days, so. Repentance from death and faith towards God. Inside faith towards God, you can also find new creation realities. So we are the uh, new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are probably, you know, there's new creation realities and there's the extreme of it, right? Whereby, you know, anything you do, Past, present, and future, you are forgiven. And then, so as a result, they start doing all kinds of things. They don't mind, they don't mind stealing, and they say, Yes, God will forgive us. You know, I wonder maybe those, those are the guys that used to steal offering money. Maybe, maybe they, <laughs> you know, you know in, some, in some churches, there are, there are guys that are still offering. They steal. I think, I think God caught one one day. I can't remember who it was. There was a story, shark. I can't remember what. The person does not know that the, the general overseer knew that they gave some money. So they took the money. I thought the shark happened to them. I can't remember exactly what the story was about. Either way, the summary is nobody shall be stealing your free money. But. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was one movie I even watched it. Hey, it's, no, it's a skit that. Window. I don't know. If we know the windows now, that they did where somebody <laughs> was stealing the offering money. I was chopping. It was even beauty house from stealing offering money. Then one day somebody now prayed. The person was sick. Maybe the person. Now, maybe God now let the person. Yeah, you know, just go and give. So the person now gave, prayed, gave, and then the guy took the money and chopped him. Then all of a sudden, that's how he started. He became sick. What was happening? They, they were praying. I they prayed. They realized that ah. He has been stealing offering money. That's how they discovered he was stealing offering money. The wife was the one that told the pastor. He has been, say, yeah. So it's like the Lord sent somebody. It's like the pastor also knew that, ah, somebody was supposed to donate. And then you went, I've carried the sickness now, now, right? So even if, if, 
if we are not afraid to steal, I know nobody can steal from money here because I mean, I'm just, they're just gisting, right? So that's that's just what happened. But anyways, uh, I mean, faith towards God, right, is the is most is the one that most people can relate with, right? In the sense that I believe God, God can answer to my needs. God cares for me, right? God is my God, is my Father. Uh, I can talk to God. Uh, whenever I need anything, I can just talk to him. He will answer me, right? We can find that in faith towards God. Then the doctrine of repentance from the dead, so we know that, oh, I should not be sinning. I should. In short, this one is what most Christians try to do for the rest of their journey as Christians. They try to, rep- they try to stay repenting. Or they, they want to make heaven. So therefore, they don't want to sin, right? Okay. But, but let's not plug in trying to make heaven. But I, I hope if anybody, at least if somebody is wanting to even make heaven, it's a good thing. Is there anybody that doesn't want to make heaven here? <laughs> and that say, heaven, I don't care about heaven. I don't want to care about making it, you know. Maybe there's someone I don't like making Heaven like that. You don't like heaven. You don't want to make heaven. In, and heaven is, you know, what's that thing about making heaven self? You know, you know. Is there anybody I don't like? I don't like making heaven. In case if there is, repent. <laughs> in case repent so that at least try and make heaven. Although I mean, heaven is not the goal. The summary, the truth of the matter is that heaven is not the goal. Right? If heaven is the goal, then Jesus wouldn't say, I go to prepare a place for you. Say, so in my father's house, there are many mansions. And most of the time, Halmasa, right? What we've Hatmaf, right? What we've considered Jesus' father's house to be is heaven. Say, so in my father's house, there are many mansions. But the truth of the matter is that Jesus' Father's house is not heaven. It's not heaven. Now, God, right, is in heaven right now. Right? But heaven is not his house. Heaven is his office. Right? Heaven is thy throne, the earth is thy footstool. Right? Now, so heaven is just an office. I know nobody sleeps in the office, except workaholics that have no sense of family. They are, the only, their life is the office. So, in, their, in case they are not married, they just, and in such a person self that's not married, that is always in the office, who not have friends. They have friends, they have bad relationships, right? Nobody rests in the office. Am I saying something to Revelation? It's not, it's, not, it's just, it's just, Simple Bible I'm talking about. I'm just talking about Bible. Hey, nothing, there's no high, nothing high revelation here. Just say, hey. So Jesus is, God has an office. It's heaven. Right? His home. The only place you can find God's home is in him. God himself is heaven. Himself is heaven. Now, now consider 
the heaven that is currently in as office. He's like out of his own heaven. He just created heaven, which is an office. Okay, so that I can have where to walk. So, and then he saw angels there. You know, and angels are go on assignment. Where do you send? Where do you send people? It's an office. Office now. But your home is a different place, right? Your house, the, the sense of what a house signifies is rest, right? When you're at home, you want to just rest. You want to be with your family. You want to play. With, and then, and guess what? In the home, you have rooms for everybody. How you plan is, okay, how many of us are in this family? Okay, five. Okay, how many bedroom house do we need? Right? Then inside the house, you now have houses. Because each room, as a child grows and they have their own room, every child's room is his own house. Right? Because when you enter house, I mean, all of us, we get parents now, my daddy's house. But inside my daddy's house, you have my room. Inside that my room is your heaven. Daddy should stay outside. Nobody should come in there. But once in a while, daddy can come, right? Talk gist. Eventually, daddy will go back to daddy's room. But this one is my room. Inside this big house, and you can have mansions, right? But inside mansions, you can have a house, right? Uh, and also, depending on the kind of mansion, right, you can have a mansion inside a mansion, right? Uh, we've seen green leaf. I mean, it was as we've seen Green Leaf. I mean, I about green leaf here. You see the house that they, they all live in? It's a big mansion. And everybody has a room, but it's not just a room that they have. Everybody has a house inside the mansion. Right? Because when you go to the room, they have their room, living space, bedroom, uh, washroom. It's almost like a whole apartment in a house for each one. Almost like that. I'm like, ah, it's like a house in a household, right? Yeah. You can just picture God like that. Mm-hmm. Say, in my father's house, there are many mansions, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jesus' house, oh, God help us all. Jesus' house, right? Jesus' father's house is a kingdom, right? Is a, is a dominion, is a is a place where God Himself is God's own house, right? Yeah. Now, the funny thing now is that God intended to have a God's intention. See, God's house is not finished; it's still under construction. Why am I saying so? Because Jesus needed to go and prepare a place. If he needs to prepare, do you know how many people he will prepare a place for? Imagine all Christians born again. So Jesus needed to go and prepare a place. So it's a, a house under construction. Now, God has, I, I believe God has, they didn't tell us the story about where God's house is from the beginning. Right? We know that he is in it. He himself is a is a, like I said, is a house or his home. He is a, is a, is a building, is a, is a house, right? 
But they didn't tell us what it looks like before creation. All they just know is that God stepped down and then created. Then we can, ah, there's a God, though, but we don't know too much about him. And that's why we as Christians, we should be particular about our spiritual growth. We don't know too much about God. That's the truth of the matter. And because we don't know too much about God, we can't assume we know him. Or just say, there's nothing we need to learn. I don't need to stress myself about learning God. Why? Because it's very simple. Just love God and be good to other people. Right? How do you know that is enough? How do you know that that's enough? Okay. The person that wrote the Bible, right, and he didn't write it in, this is, he didn't write it in two seconds. This, this big Bible, he didn't write it in two seconds. He wrote the Bible in decades. If he wrote the, the Bible that everybody is reading now to get born again, he, he didn't write it in seconds. He wrote it in decades. Then why should anybody just summarize God? That we know God now, right? It's, it's not just a man in heaven there that is you know, sitting down there and just enjoying himself. And well, I mean, there's a God. I know God, but uh, I just love. When I love, that's it. Okay. All right. That love, how do you know how to do it? Do you know the person that you say is love? Do you, the person, do you, first, you don't, the person, first of all, created billions and gazillions of galaxies, right? And then he created it, and now put us in this head and be wondering, ah, okay, well, okay, Big Bang, okay, okay, fine, no scientist, okay, fine. But this person said, now, now even come down again, now write, wrote Bible. And as he's writing it, he waited Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, right? Judges, Ruth, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. Okay, you have, you have seen all those stories. Then after that, they waited 400 years. After the prophets, they waited another 400 years. Silence, nobody didn't talk to anybody. Then after a while, Jesus landed. Okay, and is this same God that landed though? As Jesus landed, grew, went back. After he went back, he started continuing writing Bible again. Oh yeah, let's write. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinth, right? You have all, and then he now finished the Bible, right? 2000 something years ago. You know, the calendar we're using now is after the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's AD. It's so important that they had to use him as the standard for calendar. So there's BC, before Christ, AD, after death. Or maybe somebody will now say that there's a different meaning now these days. Let them know. You know, these days, there's so, there so many things online that, you know, what kinds of, what kinds of, and the funny thing is, I now see Christians, they will not be stressing themselves, going and be watching and be, I mean, don't stress your life, just focus on, just grow. You know, there's so many things to know about Jesus, right? I'm saying, let's go back to Jesus, right? God, we can't just summarize God that God is a simple being and it's not simple. 
plot. It's tedious. God is a study. And anybody that would inherit God must be willing to slam him, to go through his courses, right? To go through bachelor's, doctorate, wait, master's, then doctorate. Then if there's anything about doctorate, then continue. There's fellowship too. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Jesus is Lord. God help me, help me, help me, help me. Emeritus, eh? Hey, there's emeritus. Ah, now wow. Post postdoctorate. Ah, the name emeritus. See, see men reading and taking books, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't just say that we just summarize God. Therefore, there's nothing to. It's very simple. If we are not willing to learn God, one thing is going to be certain. We are going to lose out on the kingdom. Amen. We are going to lose out on what? On the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are going to lose out on the kingdom. If we say we don't want to learn God, we say we don't want to know too much about God. And all these, and I guess God that we are learning these things now before, right? I didn't know that the kingdom of God has nothing to do with earthly things. To me, what I know about kingdom is as a child of God, you're going to go and do something that will be spectacular. That when they do when you when you are done, they're gonna ask you who did is God. Right? They say, God power. I'm a child of God. Say, so go into the world. Be excellent. So that when, when they come and ask you, you can tell them it's God. You know, those, yeah. are, those are the things we, I learned. Those are kingdom. When you hear it, right, being preached, you know, it's, it's, it's about taking the earthly space, right? Excelling in the earthly sphere. Those are the things that I know as the kingdom of God being manifest. But the truth of the matter is that the kingdom of God is a dominion of the life of God. Amen. So let me not digress too much, but I think I've talked about the house of God, right, that I was talking about, which is under construction, right? And it's under construction because for it to be complete now in this time, right, many men need to grow and go there. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying it because this is the calling of every believers. The believe the calling of every what every are you born again? Yes, then you are called to something. What you are called to is not to excel on it. It's not to have money. I'm not saying you won't have all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't be excellent in what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, part of you, right, growing self in the Lord is you have to be good. You have to, or you have to be diligent at what you do, right? And if anybody is diligent as a frame and as a stature inwardly, as a, as a nature, 
it will show in everything that we do, right? It won't just be in one thing, to be everywhere, right? And I know that God is God. God does not do things haphazardly. God is excellent in things that He does. Imagine the way He created the old universe. They all scientists checked, and they're like the way everything is set, the distance, the balance. Is that if any of those measurement is off by a tiny measurement, the whole universe will not sit the way it's sitting. It will be it will be off. You will see galaxies colliding by all together, and everything will just implode. Bwah! Everything will implode, explode all, all those things together. I want to tell you that God is excellent, meticulous. God is intentional, and God is very detailed in what it does. Very detailed. That's, that's God for you. Amen. So he, uh, he, he created man, right? Creation and all that. He did the creation. Okay. But what is in, what is in God's heart is that everybody that would want him must come to his house. And there's a mechanism to get people there. Everybody must come home. Are you a Christian? Yes, then you must come home to where he is. You must come to where he is. And that's the need for Jesus to go and prepare a place. That's what I mean by the house of God is under construction. That's what I meant. Not that God is useless now. He's not useless. But when I say his house is under construction, we're talking about the world to come. God has proposed in his heart that it is men that will carry him and that will be his house. Currently, it's angels that currently house God. So in heaven, they are God's house right now. Right? They, and they all have their places. Right? So when you're not thinking about a place, just, just look, if you want to look at what would the new world, the world to come look like, just look like the present. So look at the present. You'll see what the new one will look like. So God used the present. I don't know why God likes shadow for shadowing. He likes shadow things. He just, you know, is the he brings the shadow of things to come. He will show it as an example, right? And then he will, in a way, tell us this is what you are going to have in the future. Amen. Amen. At this time, and this time is not good. This one is a little bit off, but it's all right. I said 9.30, Abby. Kaye, ye, 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 ye. Ah! The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my... We'll finish on time. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. So, so therefore, leaving the principle of the doctor, okay, like I was saying, okay, how how much did too? God help me. So, God... Every believer has a calling, right? And the calling of every believer is to come home where God is. 
right? And God's home is not the present heaven or the present earth that we have now. So the kingdom of God can't be about those. It can't be. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So like I said, the calling of every believer is to come to God. Right? To come to, his, to the house which the Lord has called every believer to. My home. Come there. So Jesus, after he came, he now had to go back and then begin to prepare a place. It's like preparing everybody's room in the mansion. Now, if he's going to prepare somebody's room, please tell me, will he know the person? It's like, you're, let's say you're you are going to prepare a room for somebody. Can you prepare a room for somebody you don't know? No, so this one, that, that one, that Airbnb one is so it's, doesn't really measure it. That one is, that one has, how do I put it? That one has the earthly. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. But if Airbnb if said we have to approve, that's true. Because, oh yeah, that's true. Because when I was doing Airbnb, the person wanted to know me. Ah, because he needs to know who is approving to come and stay in his house. So he was asking me questions. They want to go and look at my profile. Okay, okay, it's like you are married. Okay, okay. They got to interview me. And at some level, he prepared. And the truth of the matter is that, in a way, when I'm there, it's not their home. That's another thing. While I'm there, it's not their home. This one, this relationship we are talking about, God is. Like I was saying, was it on Saturday that God wants a, a cordial relationship? God wants to fall in love with you and me and wants us to fall in love with him also. Amen? If God is not yet the center, when I say center, I'm not saying that I just remember God once in a while, though, right? Maybe I remember, maybe I'm about to go out, I pray. Right? I pray and I go out. Uh, I go to, I'm about to start work and I say, Lord, help me in my work. You know, that's not the kind of relationship I'm talking about. You see, I mean, it's, it's, we start from there. Right? But what, I'm, what I'm talking about is God being the center. It's a, it's a, inside of our being, God is, is all in all. Inside our being. I don't know. Ah, this English, I'm trying, what I'm trying to explain is is how we carry God in our heart. Amen? There's a way we carry God where God has to be everything. It means when we wake up, the brain we are using to think is, is already thinking about God before we think of other things. Right? When I say think about, now you can, you can, you know, this now you can think, okay, when I wake up, I just think about God. I'm not just talking about that. There's, there is, is 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 a frame inwardly that once you are awake like this, your soul, your spirit 
is already awoken to God. Yeah. That by default, it's, it's already is in, a, is in a download mode, ready to download, right? It's different where you can wake up, you need to now get yourself. No, let, let, okay, okay. Maybe we want to get ourselves, let's now pray. Like we have to pray for like five hours. But we don't even pray the five hours. We pray like ten minutes. And then we move into things we do naturally. Right? Like go to work, like take care of kids. Um, what else? Mm, huh? Cook, clean, different things that we do. Shop. But the, the, the fiber of our being, the, the wiring of our person is alive to God. Not just in situation that we need him, but by every moment we are just alive to him. We are awoken to him. Amen. So our, God has to be the first. If, if God is not yet like that in our heart, it will, be, it will be difficult to take God's things or to be part of God's house. Right. It will be difficult to be. Why? Because God wants to be the all in all. Amen. God doesn't want to be the, the side guy. Not side chick. <laughs> or even side, there's not to be side chick. To guys. And then to the There's not to be a sugar daddy. Either. He wants to be the lover. He wants to be the lover. The only lover. The lover of my soul. And it's very easy to check. Is God my lover? Let me check. Is there anything I love more than God? Okay. Do I like certain things? It could be money. It could be a perception of me. You know, there's a way we can love different perceptions. Okay. Okay, let people perceive me like this. Can that be a love more than the way I love God? It can be a, can be the love for my business or job. It can be anything. Or it can, I mean, it can be my pride too. Right? Is there anything whatsoever that I love more than God? Now, when you check it and, it's, and you say, oh, no, I actually, and it's very easy to tell. I mean, if we are honest, it's very easy to tell. It's very easy. If you are honest. It's when we are not honest that is that you know that quickly I love God now, I love God now. You do? You do? You love God. Okay. Alright. If you love God, bring all your money now and put it down here. Empty your bank account and bring it. Then you don't know that. Ah, so wait, 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 wait. Why are you asking me now? God has not led me. Wow. God needs to lead me to go and give all that money. Wow. <laughs> right? God, and 
most of most of us will go we go we go we go tick twice. I know this thing has happened before. Se- we go we go, go tick a several times. We go we, go, we first wonder, say an evil spirit. Get the behind me, Satan. No, no, no. If 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 somebody actually said, yeah, bring God, you'll be like, he's not the person is not a pastor now. Why would I do so? Mm-hmm. If the person is not a pastor, that pastor is a thief. <laughs> Why do you want all our money? In short, there's nothing like bring money in the Bible. That that's the time the person will start knowing Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Those that don't know Bible before. Those are the times they know Bible. You see all these, you see all these people on YouTube <laughs> preaching against pastors these days. Now they know Bible now. Now they know Bible. Okay. And if you check all of them, they, they all of them don't like giving. Yeah. When you check it really. They will say they will go and give to the poor. How many poor are they giving to? How many? Maybe they won't go and open one one charity and lie to all of us that yeah. How many? How many say they, they love, if you check them, they love money. They love it. It's the love. They love it. Amen. Please, what did I stop again? Okay, I was talking about um, the mansion, Abby. Yeah, I was talking about the Lord uh, uh, preparing a place. And if he's going to prepare a place, it means that if, if you are looking from the angle of the relationship the Lord wants to have, it must be a happy preparation. It's almost like Jesus is excited to go and prepare the place. And that excitement is coming from a relation, a flow of relationship. Say, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be. It's, it's like it, that conversation is a conversation of a lover, right? Where I am, that's the language of a lover. Where I am, there you may be. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He's talking about Two people in almost like, ah, you are moving into my place. Ah, let me go and prepare the place. I am coming back to get you. When I get you, where I am, there you'll be also. But we don't, what we don't know is that the, because it's a spiritual thing. We, we tend to think of spiritual things naturally sometimes. So I get that is why we may not see. That what Jesus is talking about is not just the end time. It's something that is going to do continuously. Right? Once we get born again, Jesus needs to come and take that soul into the kingdom. Then when he gets into the kingdom, Jesus needs to come again. Right? To take that soul into the holy place. After that, Jesus needs to come again and take that soul into the most holy. Does that make sense? Now, I mean, this coming, I've broken it down into like three, but just, you come, you enter the kingdom, you enter the holy, then he needs to come to you again, the second time without sin. Him coming again without sin is different from the last from the coming on the last day where you would all men shall see him and then they shall be no taking with him is coming Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 9 thereabout or 10 saying to them that wait for we shall come right or is it to them that wait shall come again without sin now that coming again without sin is talking about a time that when he come he will deal with sin 
As at that time, you have removed all sin. Amen. Now, when I say you would have removed all sin, you know, first, most of the time, we think of sin as just, you know, uh, adultery, fornication, covetousness, uh, uh, coveting your neighbor's property, all those things. Amen? Which is true, in a way. Right? We are... All the Ten Commandments. Right? All the Ten Commandments, which Jesus summarized into two. Says, all these Ten Commandments is just two things. Love God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. Right? First, he says, love your neighbor. They say, love God. Those are, those are the laws. Now, if Jesus says, love neighbor, then love God. The truth of the matter is that, is there anybody that's not loving their neighbor? Or that does not love God? Such that the law will be fulfilled? Right? Because Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law. I come to fulfill. So when he came, Jesus actually fulfilled the law. This, the, all those Ten Commandments, he fulfilled it already. Right? So what that means is that what they are talking about, right, is not what men know about loving neighbor and loving God. In short, that loving God aspect, souls have not been able to fulfill it up till, till now. But thank God that some of us, the Lord is helping us to begin to love God the way we should. We are coming to the reality of loving God or what it means to love God. Because, I mean, if you ask me, in John 3, see that rich young ruler? I, can t- I believe he must, that one, right? It, says, it fulfills all the law. He said, all this law I've done since I was young. Jesus has said to him, go and sell all that you have and follow me. Then he went back sorrowfully. So Jesus was telling him that, see, you actually don't have the standard of the law. If you know how to love, you will be able to sell all that you have and follow me. The fact that he couldn't sell all that he has and follow simply means that he does not know how to love neighbor nor God yet. But he said, since I was young, I fulfilled all the commandments, man. If he can fulfill all the commandments by, by you know, doing it, that tells you and me that to some degree, he must, love, he must be good to his neighbors. Right? If, he's, if he follows all those Ten Commandments, he must be good. Why? Because he will not covet his neighbor's wife. He will not covet his neighbor's properties. It means he must be a good neighbor. For him to be able to do all that the law said since he was little. And Jesus knew that he did not lie. He said, but this one thing, this one thing, just this one thing, go and sell that you are. See, that's the dilemma of many believers. That's the dilemma of all of us. Oh, yeah, now, leave your, leave your business and follow me. Uh-uh. That business is starting to money now. Okay, leave your house and follow me. Uh-uh, you cannot get house. 
no now. Okay. Leave your job and follow me. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should go and leave their job now. Right. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> Somebody can hear me now. <laughs> I say, ah. It's like they said to long go back to leave and then they go and quit job and then go. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm painting a picture, right? Just so we can see the, the depth of love needed for God. Or this really is just to help us separate a few things that we love. That we don't know that we love. Right. Nothing should take God's place. That thing, that God's nothing should take God's place in our, in our heart. Nothing at all. Right? Nothing. If there is anything that everyone asks you to give away and you can't give it now, just know it is only something you love it more than God. So, I mean, you know, the, 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 one, of, one of our dilemma is that you know that you can, can dread such a thing that ah, you can just say, oh yeah, leave all that you have and somehow we'll be sad at some things. Mm-hmm. But when we say, God say, yeah, leave your car. Now imagine God just come now. Yeah, Kevin, leave your car, your nice car, yeah, leave it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have all kinds of explanation like, ah, God, you know that, you know, we live in St. Anne's and we have to drive from there to the city. <laughs> Which is a which is a very good excuse, <laughs> right? Which is a very good 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 perfect example. But you no, know, somehow just right or what else? Or maybe even us that are even in the city, I don't know. Sometimes so far, just us in the zone. Just okay, just dash your car away. Ah, you start taking about boss, Lord. You know, Lord. You know that. <laughs> Lord, you know that we have to run around groceries. And you know, even sometimes you need to drive brethren home, you know? Yeah. And Lord, Lord, you know we have a baby. Uh-huh. And we can't be, you know, no, there has to be a way, Lord. There has to be a way. Uh-huh. <laughs> but oh, we all know that those, those, those things are just explanation. No, I'm not saying that God is demanding from you. You know, I'm just, I'm just showing us some things, right? That sometimes our some things that if if we check, we can easily excuse God out. Means that that thing is taking God's place in our heart. And you know the easiest way to not even get to such a thing, don't is like let me not like God too much. If I'm not too serious with God, right? How can he even get to the point where he start asking me, I leave this, leave that? Let me just leave God where God is. See, let me just day here, change here, just maintain my life. That's how someone wants just escape God. You just, just leave God and then God, just go, just, just, just do your thing there. Just, just, just leave me for you. I believe in you. You day. You exist. I love you too. You know, with that love, we use that love small. I love you too. But we know that that love, we don't really love. But we just thank God. You know, I love you too. But, see, this all of me just can't walk. No, I cannot be just be praying in tongues like ten hours and seven hours. I don't just say my prayer. Lord help me, and then you know I go. Or I do have to be reading my Bible like I see that I must be a preacher. 
Lord, you know, just take the two, two minutes I read every day. Or even after a week that I don't read it safe. Just take it like that. Why? Well, and no, when we don't give God too much, you know that God can't ask. So we don't even give God our heart in the first place. How can He ask? How can He ask for my house, for my car, or for my job or business? Can't now. Why will He do so? Sorry, your time has gone. Cha, 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 cha. I'm sorry, I can't finish in five minutes, but I'll try and finish as much as possible. Sorry, it's like, it's like the thing is expanding on me. Okay, so, love God, Abi. Okay, what did I... Uh-huh. Language, I'm talking about the language of love. So I go and prepare a place for you, right? It's a language of love for lovers, right? So, say, I'll go and prepare, so when I, I'll, I'll come again, I'll receive you unto myself. Right? Jesus needed to receive us to himself. Amen. In the process of receiving us to himself, there are things we must go through as believers. We need to grow. Right? We need to grow. We must grow. Part of receiving us to himself is moving on to perfection. That's we read in Hebrews chapter 6, right? Like I was explaining earlier, that most what, Christi- what, what most Christians know is that repentance from dead works and faith towards God, which are principles of the doctrine of Christ, but are not the doctrine. Right? They mention other other things about six of them: baptism, repentance, and uh, judgment, and our judgment. Now they mention all those th- other things, which if you ask each and every one of us, we know all that. That repentance, judgment, most of us are even, most people don't even hear it anymore. Not before, in the olden days. Not that old though. Back in the days. Like, you know, let's say when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15 to 20. No, 20 things have changed. When I was 12, between 12 to 17, they can still come on the street and say, repent! The kingdom of God is at hand. If you don't repent, you go to hell. Hell still scares people. Now, hell minutes nothing to people. I'm sure it's short now. Even if they, if, if they ask you, like uh, Brad now, if they use hell to scare you, who be scared? What do you mean? Hell. If that's it now. You want to go see? You are afraid of hell. <laughs> Oh, oh, sir, are you afraid of him? <laughs> I know you say you are now because I said you are not afraid. But, but check it, even you, you, everybody, check us. Is anybody here afraid of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of us are afraid of him. I know my wife is afraid of him. <laughs> she doesn't want to smell hell, hell like this. Like, ah, no, I'm not going there. I'm just checking, I'm checking that souls of men these days. Men don't like, maybe somehow inside you can find maybe a video of hell small, you know. At least I know that if they had, if they, if back then they preached to me about going to hell, I would change. I mean, I know. Yeah. Because I know the thing affected me. Yeah. I was going in the, in the, in the taxi one day when I was in the Lawrence going in school, and then somebody gave me a tract. I was talking about end time, I just saw, I just saw fire. <laughs> 
That fire that I take and that was it. That's all that was needed to convict me to stop sinning. Hi! I looked at the thing, I'm like, ah, eternal fire. Inside of me, repentance. Even though I was still, you know, still doing guy. But at least the thing put fear inside me small. Eh? I see the entire cl- no. I know the entire club, but I was a club guy then. So I know the entire club because I did go school. But when we organize party, I guys go. So that was the only club I go. But now check it out. Seeing that track, I fear. But now, go on the street, give somebody that tract, put fire and devil there. They will look at you, what's this? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like a tooth, it's like a tooth to them. They can even see and be laughing. <laughs> oh, fire, see devil. <laughs> look, at, look at the horns. They'll start laughing at People don't have, people don't, people don't, people don't have afraid of all those things anymore. What, what's that saying? So tell you that. Principles of the doctrine is not enough. It's not enough. If all that believers know is all that, they can't escape sin. Sin is a is a is a serious thing. It's as simple as this. If there's anything inside the heart of a believer that is making that believer right, not too much like God. What put it there is a sin, it's sin, not a sin, it's sin that installed such a love against God. Right? If I say I'm not going to love God too much, I'm just going to do my thing every day, day in, day out, just do the bare minimum. See that thought? The, what created that thought is what you call sin. Right? Because what is sin going to do? Sin, sin is to take men outside God's life. Simple. Outside God's life. That's what sin does. Sin just make men. Now, the life of sin and death, what it does is it makes men love the world. And the things that are in the world. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know it's possible for a soul to think they don't love the world, but they love it. And it's very simple. No, simple, let's use car as an example. Oh, you have, you have a nice car. Mm, I don't too much. I don't too much like the car now. It's okay. All right. It's just a car. Just take it from point A to point B. Right? But, okay, can you give this car off and follow after God? So be like, ah, I need to go to work. Oh. I need to go to work. It's really needed, especially in Winnipeg, Winterpeg. I need to go to work. I need this car. It's like, okay, what's happening? See, love, contemplating. You can love you can love the things in the world without knowing that you love. The only time we get to know is when God land yeah. and say, give me this thing. Uh-huh. And then we now realize that, no, we can't really give this thing. No. Ha! 
Why? Because there are commitments in the heart with those things. Commitments tied to it. Such that those commitments are more important than God. So, when God comes, you can easily just bargain. God, are you sure you want this one? Okay. What if I give you that one? Just bargain it. Things that we are committed to more than God. There are things we tend to love. Amen. So, let me move forward. So, those things that they, they tell us concerning God. Ah, time has gone and I need to bring this into an end. Kai. Sorry, it's like... It's like... <laughs> Why are these guys laughing now? I don't know why they are laughing, though. Yeah. It's like there's, there's, there's some interaction going on there that, that I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> Amen. Sorry. Let's not, let's not, let's not uh, distract our online audience. Okay. <coughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So the the destiny the destiny of every believer, right, is to end in God. Right. No worry, you, you babies, I will soon end, it's okay. Oh, God is watching you. Amen. So it says, um, in my father's house there are many mansions, like I've said, right? And what we know as the kingdom of God or the father's house is heaven, which I said is not, but heaven is his office. Mm-hmm. There is a kingdom of God which inside it all that you have there is the flow of God's life. Why? Because nobody is going to inherit God without his life. Like I said, the destiny of every believer is to end in God. Amen? The destiny of every believer is to end in God. And inside God is where you can find God's dominion or his kingdom. Amen. Amen. That's where you can find his kingdom. Amen. And in this chapter 14, you realize that Jesus was talking about going to a place, right? Which he actually started talking, this conversation started in chapter 13, before 14, that he was talking with the disciples, right? Uh, 
<clears throat> Let me see. Yeah, I was talking to the disciples. It was the disciples, yes. Because <clears throat> he washed their feet, then he started talking about the kingdom. Time has gone. God will help me to, to end this. I'm looking for where to land. I'm just, I want to land. It's difficult to learn the message without talking about everything, but God will help me. Because what, what I really want to talk about, really, is just about the kingdom. Entrance into the kingdom, or the need for to start. To start. To start. Amen. Sorry. It's to start uh, to start thinking about the entrance into the kingdom. Amen. Now, anybody that would move into the kingdom must be able to see the kingdom. Right? There must be sight for the kingdom. Now, to see the kingdom, like we, we've learned, right, is to discern, to know the kingdom. Now, the problem we have is that many believers don't know the kingdom or they can't see the kingdom. Why? Because what many believers believe is the kingdom are earthly things. Right? Are earthly things. Things on the earth, things in the natural. Like carnal things, money, car, house, um, name, fame. Edge, no, many, 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 many things. Or go, go and go, going to take buying a whole land. Or for example, if, if you can buy the whole Winnipeg now, and you are a church, you'll be considered you have taken the kingdom for God, right? Because you own all the land in Winnipeg, right? Just different, different, different things that believers might consider is regarding the kingdom. The kingdom is separate from earthly things. The kingdom is not... Establishing the kingdom on earth is, as, is not going as a Christian to own lands. Right? Or get many people born again in a place. You know, is, but is that bad? No. Get people born again. But everybody that, you get, that is born again now need to enter the kingdom. Because if a soul cannot enter the kingdom, that soul will not see God. That's the truth of the matter. You can be a Christian, get to heaven, but you won't see him. Why? Because you'll be in outer darkness. Or we, don't, or we think darkness is only in hell. Hell, is, there's no darkness there, there's fire there. And fire will make sure that you are seeing something. It's not too dark. You know what I mean? You, go see, you see something. But after darkness, me, there's no, this one, there's no fire there. Me, there's no hell there. It is dark. No light, nothing. 
and there will be people there. If you read um, Rick Jonah's book, there's where there's a part where the individual he moved into heaven, and I got into a room. Everywhere was dark. You couldn't see a thing. Then all of a sudden, his body just touched somebody. Now, ah, there are people here. Was wondering, what? Then he began to now see people. Some ministers that were ministers when they were on earth. They made it to heaven, but they were in outer darkness. And then they began to explain their story. What happened? They, say, ah, they were Christians. They preached the gospel, but their life was entirely was totally different. It has nothing to do with loving God. Right? They were not they were, it's like the husband and the wife said we're fighting. But you know, it's not the kind of fight that they are boxing, no. It's like the husband do his thing, the wife do his thing. You get. They were doing well. And they were doing well. And they were big ministerially, ministry-wise. Big. People knew them. But in heaven, they were in outer darkness. So it's not everybody that went in hell. But some people will be in darkness. And see the people in darkness, they are not near the gate. Oh. That's why they are in outer. They are in out, they're called outer darkness. And I believe there's a part in scripture that talks about the outer darkness. See this outer darkness, if you are there, there will be what we call gnashing of teeth. You go gnash teeth. But which day did I mention that? It was last Tuesday. Is there you go Meaning, see, it's the, it's the teeth. You will bite your teeth. Why? Because there will be sorrow. Because there are things that took the place of God in the heart that was not meant to be. Amen. I have to start rounding this thing up. So, because of time. But I don't know if, if we are going to talk about this in next Tuesday, shall But, you know, we just flow. But I guess I'm just going to quickly talk about, but I think I've talked a little bit about it. Right, explaining the the place that Jesus is going to, right, and the needs to bring us there, and like we've heard in the in the interpretation, God wants to bring us home, right. So that's the explanation of God bringing us home. But one key thing there is the to get home, we must not be earthly. <clears throat> so He's the God of the earth. But he wants to take us out of the earth, not being earthly or worldly, but to move us into the kingdom. Right? And to move us into the kingdom, it means we must find the entrance into the kingdom of God. If you must find the entrance into the kingdom of God, it means we must descend the kingdom. We must know what the kingdom is. And I think that's the that's a summary of what I'm going to be saying, and that's why I've already explained why we need to be in the kingdom. Because we need to go to where Jesus is. If we need to be where Jesus is, we must, we must pass through the kingdom. So it's where I am. You will be also. And again, I'm saying that the relationship that Jesus is explaining in this John 14 is a love relationship. Is a lover going to prepare a place for his love. So that he can... It's like, it's like a guy that he wants to, I don't know, maybe, ah, an example I can use. 
is maybe you come to Canada and your wife is in, maybe your girlfriend is in Nigeria. But fiance do. Fiance is in Nigeria. <clears throat> right? And then you come to Canada and you are already thinking of making it. Getting a good place settled and then go quickly and pick your wife. Amen. You know that kind of a relationship? You know the guy will do all that he can. Get, make money. Work 10 shifts every day. It's not possible, you know. You get what I'm saying? Work 10, work 10 shifts is possible if you're working one hour. <laughs> in, the, in the shift. Why is a shift? We know it's eight hours, right? Yeah. Work like two shifts in a day, yeah. 16 hours, then get a house, furnish it, then go and get a wife, marry, then bring the wife. When the wife come and land, you know, you want to be able to beat your chest and say, honey, sit down here, this is our house, this is our the living room, you know, that kitchen, and you know, that lounge, you know, do you like it? Do you love it? It's awesome. <laughs> that kind of a, it's a, it's a lover. Mm. Meaning that while Jesus is preparing a place, there must be an ongoing love relationship. The soul must be continually in love. Why? If the love is missing, Jesus will stop preparing the place. Why? Because the preparation is, there's a time of preparation and there is a, there's an appointed time for completion. The appointed time for completion is you must, Jesus must come to you, move you into the kingdom, pass through the kingdom, and get to where Jesus is. It's a journey. It's almost like, like see that going and bringing you? It's almost like the going to prepare is the bringing you. As Jesus is preparing the place for you, he's coming to you. There's a love relationship going on between you and Jesus. Amen. So Jesus, there must be an ongoing love relationship with Jesus. And it's based on that, that the, ah, this thing I'm trying to explain is not like calculus now, but... It's straightforward. It's just seeing Jesus to go and prepare a place. And the moment the love ends, it's like telling Jesus, I don't want you. And then Jesus will have no choice but to stop preparing the place because there's nobody coming there. You see the word, the coming is the key word there because somebody must come to the place that is preparing. If nobody is coming, there's no need to prepare. So for Jesus to prepare a place, every believer must be coming. Which is the need for the calling, right? Jesus needs to, there must be a call which believers are answering. In answering the call, they are, when, when somebody calls you, hey, Jide, come. I'm always using Jide. Well, Jide, you are okay. Jide, come, right? That's a calling. A calling is a demand for a coming. When somebody calls, you are demanding for a coming. Believers must be coming to Jesus. And when we are, everybody has a calling. Yes. Yes. 
that you might know what is the hope of his calling. That's Ephesians, right? Now, as a believer, know that you have a calling. Where are you called to? You are called to where Jesus is. Right? And because you have a calling, you must be moving. You must be moving. You must be going somewhere. And in going somewhere, there are places you must go. First, you must fight the kingdom and go for the kingdom. Part of citing the kingdom is explaining the kingdom. Now, what we are teaching here is to allow us to see the kingdom. Right? That's what this teaching today, in a way, is making us see the kingdom. Why? Separating what men call kingdom and what God calls kingdom. Knowing that the kingdom of God has to do with God's life, his will, his person, not just what men call kingdom, taking places, taking things. No, that's not kingdom. There's separation between what men call kingdom and what God calls kingdom. You now realize that gaining kingdom is not an ordinary or, or chicken thing. It's not, it's not beans. It's not just let me do my thing and then go. No. It's not just uh, I'll just do whatever I can and then go. We'll have to make do. No. It's seriousness with it. Men have, to, men have died for the purpose of the kingdom. People have died. Men have been martyred. Why? For so that men can understand Bible, so that men can have Bible, have a relationship with God. If that's the reason, why will I now be playing with the kingdom or say, I have time. Let me go and do my thing. When I have time, I will attend. And here's the thing, see, every believer must know what it is to journey to God. Why it's not, go to church, please, but also know what you are doing spiritually. This thing is about growth. Part of there's a, there's a community we have to go to, which is the body, local church, right? There's a need for to go to the local church. That one is clear. There's a need for that. But in going there, right, one of the things that we should receive is also the teaching of sound doctrine, right? <laughs> Things that really tell us what we need to learn about God, right? In first, everybody, the minimum we all should have is teach people to love God. Teach people how to read their Bible, interpret the Bible, okay. Teach them repentance, you know. <laughs> Men should know all that. Or, like I said, the face of milk. That, <laughs> and then, while teaching them all that, whatever is happening to the children, oh Lord, I want this, take. I want this, take. It's all dealings around the principles of the doctrine, right? Or around milk of the world. But we must know that we must grow up to God. We must grow up to God in all things. Growing up to him in all things. And growth or spiritual development requires receiving the doctrine for growth. What, in short, what they use to grow people is doctrine. Anybody that does not have doctrine does, can't grow. Because there's nothing to grow with. It's doctrine that will align for you. Put things and give them to you to learn. Amen. Sorry, I'm, I'm quickly rushing to round up. So, Jesus has a doctrine. It's, it's, it's called the doctrine of perfection. Like I said, moving right on to perfection. 
in order to move on to perfection, right, you must learn the principles of it. And in learning the principles of it, you can then discern the kingdom. Say, let's hope that if you learn the principle, you can then begin to see the kingdom. Don't just see Christianity as you go to church, you pray, you make money, you, what else do we do? You marry, you uh, have children, you know, what else? There are other things that we summarize. We can't see beyond God answering to our things and making things work for us. But there is something about the kingdom of God, or about God, that is more about loving him, receiving him, receiving his things. Amen. Amen. And when we do, we begin to receive his kingdom. Because you now notice that the kingdom is not just something you do. I mean, you do, I mean, you are in the kingdom, you do things, right? You see that, so, in Hebrews 12, I believe, it says, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, right? Now, that tells us that kingdom is something to be received. It's not what me and you will go and do. Like, or go, like, go and buy, go and buy a whole Winnipeg, then you have kingdom. No. Kingdom is something you and I will receive. So we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. And when they said that, they were not talking to unbelievers. They were talking to the Hebrews. The believers in Hebrew. Right? So that statement is not for unbelievers. It's for believers. Meaning that believers need to receive the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And to receive the kingdom, you must be in the kingdom. Now, again, that statement can be translated as to receive the kingdom means you must receive Jesus coming. Right? Because you have the kingdom of Christ and of God. So you must receive Jesus coming. Because he said, I will come to you again and I will receive you. When Jesus is coming, what is coming to a believer is the kingdom. But we must be able to see that kingdom so that we can enter into the kingdom. Now, the last thing I'll say and I'll end, right? I hope I was hope I'm going to get it, but I don't think I, could, I can get there because of time. Is what the Lord is saying to us. And I, I guess, and I guess this one is to help our heart in such a way that we can start treasuring the kingdom of God or the things of God more than we used to. God is telling us that see this home or his kingdom is beautiful. The reason men don't like giving themselves to God most of the time is that they don't see any beauty in inheriting God or taking God or receiving his kingdom. What they see is beauty in what the kingdom can give. It's easy to see the beauty in getting a house, a car, a ho- it's easy to see those kind of beauty. But there's a different beauty we can't see. Can you imagine the beauty of somebody being meek? Can you imagine the beauty? Or imagine a beautiful, have you ever seen a, a soul just behave in a, in a meek way or show mercy in a way and you're like, ah, ah, this thing is beautiful, I want it. Most men don't see that. But those are advertisements of the kingdom. 
You'll be wondering. This kingdom of God that we're all talking about, okay, we're talking about God and everything, what we want to love God. You'll be expecting one mountain to be dropping. Right? I don't know, did that volume increase all of a sudden? But anyways, I think it's the same volume we have been using since. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's the, the manner of the room. But I made it, I can't go beyond 10 because of time, so I, I need to quickly round up. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. So, the kingdom, right, the kingdom is beautiful. The home is beautiful. But souls don't see the beauty. But it's something to see, to desire. Is loving God desirable? Is falling in love with God something the heart, what the heart longs for? Or is what we should? Amen. I know time has gone, so I can't, can't go too much and I can't say too much again. I just have to end this because of time. But I believe God would help us understand these things much more. Amen. But one thing that I want us to, to take, right, is that the kingdom of God is something to desire. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's full of beauty. Now, you see in Isaiah, I was going to read, but I don't think I can read it again. It says, I will give them beauty for ashes. Right? Beauty for ashes. It's the art of Zion. The perfection of beauty. God had shined. Now realize that the things about God are things of beauty. They're things of beauty. The things of God are beautiful. Right? And the Lord is much more willing to give us beauty. What all of us are kind about are rags and ashes. Imagine, you know, we can give ourselves to car, money, and, 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 and hours for money and job. But to give ourselves to God is, we don't see too much gain. But there's beauty there. There's beauty in praying in the spirit. There's beauty in wanting to pray a lot more in the spirit. There's beauty in reading our Bible. I'm just digest, digesting scripture. Right? There's beauty in the things of God around it. But Satan has painted it black eh? so that it does not look attractive to us and give us other things. I believe the Lord will help us that the things of God will become a lot more attractive to us in the name of Jesus. Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight? Father, we thank you. Can we pray? That ever will make the things of God, the kingdom of God, more beautiful to us. More beautiful. That we begin to see clearly. Let's pray that we will see the kingdom of God clearly than we used to. That wherever we are lacking sight, that heaven will help us to descend the kingdom in our soul. Mahatavana, Mahatakarya. So that, and as we see the kingdom, that heaven will help us to see the beauty in the kingdom. The, to see, or ever will beautify the kingdom in our, in our sights, in our soul, that we begin to see the beauty of it. The beauty upon Zion, the beauty upon the name of God, the beauty that is in God, the beauty that is in the relationship and the falling in love with God, that we begin to see the beauty around the things of God. That this beauty begins to encourage us to move more into the spirit. We want to, to see the beauty around the things of God. And one of the things that Satan fight, like I said, is not seeing all the beautiful things around the things of God, like praying, reading our Bible, you know, wanting God, wanting the kingdom, or wanting to even know things concerning them. 
But if the Lord can begin to make those things beautiful, we will begin to desire them. Let's keep praying for help to desire this beauty, to see this beauty around the things of God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word and what you've said to us concerning your kingdom, concerning your things, concerning all that you want us to learn around your home and the beauty of your home. Lord, we know that there is, you know, we didn't have enough time to, to, to say all that you are, but we pray, Lord, that you will help us even to come into that which even has not been said yet. That through the little that was said, that all that you need to say will be registered in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that concerning your things, your kingdom, that you will help our heart to begin to see the beauty around them in the name of Jesus. Lord, that heavenly things will become beautiful. Spiritual development will become beautiful. That the beauty around your name, around your love, around your things will be exalted in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, where we have not fallen in love with you yet, we ask, Father, that you allow our soul to sight the beauty and willingly yield ourselves and submit to you. Help us, Father. Give grace for love, for sight, to, for sight for beauty in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.